Hello, welcome back to Attack on Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy podcast where I try to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. Uh, my name is Pete and this week we're continuing Final Fantasy 4. So, sorry this has taken so long to come out. I've been working six days a week for like three months now and it was killing me. Uh, But luckily I've trained up the new guy, so he is taking over in the laboratory that I work in. And yeah, today is my very first day off for a while. I had my Sundays, but I've got a wife as well and other things to do. So yeah, I've not been able to record anything pretty much even nostalgia dropped off um because i was just so tired i was literally getting home from work and just vegging but hopefully now i'm back on track and i'll be back with you so let's go Rydia and cecil find themselves in a waterway uh they're in the southern section of this waterway now i'm going to start using maps for these dungeons to cut down on playtime over the next few games the older games weren't as story heavy as they're getting now and I'm going to do my best to explain what is going on although I am not 100% sure on most of them myself <coughs> Final Fantasy 7 um, I feel it's necessary otherwise I'm just here saying okay I pressed X and I killed that thing I pressed X and I killed that thing everything's dead I am almighty Okay, so, carrying on. I use a map to find my way around the first floor of the waterway and grab all of the items. As I cross the bridge, I get to the northern section of the floor where there's an old man blocking our way. Sup old man, what are you doing? What are you doing in this part of town? Don't you know it's dangerous around here? He recognises Cecil as a dark knight and asks for assistance to slay the creature in the lake up ahead. He has to get through because his daughter has been taken by an evil bard. What a bardstead. Yeah, little joke. <laughs> bardstead. Cecil puts two and two together and realises his sage teller. And since we're going the same way anyway, we accept his proposal and he joins our party. It's a party up here. I return to Capo and buy Teller a leather cap and an iron ring before going back to the waterway. Halfway through the second floor, we stumble upon a restroom. This is a room that is protected by magic and it repels monsters so you're free to use a tent to heal your party. Teller suggests that we rest and heal before the upcoming battle, so we do. During the rest, Teller and Cecil start talking. Teller sees a great potential in Rydia and tells Cecil that she reminds him of his daughter, Anna, at that age. I can't remember in the last episode if I started calling her Anna or Anna. I don't know. That last episode feels like it was recorded so long ago. Anyway, he goes on to tell us that Anna 
eloped with the bard to Damsion because he didn't agree with their union. He asks Cecil why he's going there, and Cecil tells him that he needs a sand ruby to save Rosa from desert fever. It's a bit like cabin fever, just no cabin. They continue to talk about the creature we've got to fight to get there. It's got eight tentacles, so it sounds like an octopus to me, and a couple of wax should sort it out. The final thing Teller says is that he's hoping that his instincts are wrong, but what about I have no idea. I make a save here and we set off again. Unlike the first two games where I found that you could save anywhere, in this one you can only save on the world map or in these special little rooms. I get an ice rod after this room and equip it to Rydia. This adds the ice element to her attacks. Uh, because I can't use monks to kill everything, I have to use set jobs. I'm going to be saving all these elemental aligned weapons for future bosses that are weak to such elements. Then, a little bit further on, a terrible fight happens. I come across four red moose enemies. And you're meant to use magic against them because they're resistant against physical attacks. I slowly chip away doing one point of damage each hit to take them out. Rydia goes down and she's shortly followed by Teller, but Cecil pulls through. Afterwards, I use Phoenix down to bring Teller back to life and use his spells to heal everyone to full health again. I find a feathered cap and I equip this to Rydia in the hopes that she'll be able to stay up a little bit longer. I get a Shadow Blade too, which puts Cecil's attack up by a whole 10 points. There's a small section between two caves where I find myself outside, so I save and use the tent. I bet you're wondering why this way round. No? Well, couldn't tell you anyway, buddy. It's just a genius tactic I employ. If I save before using a tent, then go and fight the boss, it might kill me, which means I have to level. Because I'm not too bad at damage, I can reload, grind some levels until I'm damaged enough to make a tent worth it. In the next cave, Teller points out that the monster is below us and we dive down a big waterfall. Once at the bottom, I run around and grab some items. I get some Hades clubs and Hades helm for Cecil, which is cool. He's looking very, very edgy. I should imagine his sprite doesn't change. And I run into another four red mooses. But once again Cecil pulls through So I gotta do that healing thing I did last time Where I used Phoenix down then used Teller To resurrect everybody else and heal them all up to In the next room I find some Hades armor for Cecil and Hermes shoes I thought that these would be equipable but they're just a usable item In battle, which can't do I see some tiny little tentacles sticking out of the water. We heal up and approach. And I'm surprised that this octopus tentacle thing goes down so quickly. I'm sure he will regenerate his limbs during a fight, but he didn't. And I just chuff off out the cave and find myself back on the world map. Following a quick save, we head north in time to see some airships bomb the castle. Ah, oh, nah. We enter Damsayan Castle or to freshly bombed ruins and as I'm exploring I notice a little door that I can get to by hugging the outer wall of the castle. In amongst the items that I find after raiding this place I find a crossbow and some holy arrows which I equipped Rydia. This means I can shuffle my party about and place her in the back row 
and Teller takes the ice rod off her. Talking to a guard, we learn that they have come and they have taken the crystal from this place. By they, I mean the Red Wings, others. And on the top floor, Anna is led on the floor. This upsets Teller, as you can imagine, and then the bastard comes out and Teller starts laying into him. And he keeps going until he hears Anna's pleas for him to stop. We learn that the bastard is Edward, the Prince of Damsayan. Anna tells Teller she loves Edward, but she knew she couldn't find happiness without the consent of Teller, so she had decided to return home to seek it before they were attacked by Baron's Red Wings, being led by Gobras! Gobras! Cecil doesn't know who Golbez is, and Edward tells us that he had power beyond words. I thought you were meant to be like really good at words and stuff. I thought you were meant to be a musician, Edward. What are you doing? Cecil asks the question, Why did they attack? Come on, mate. You know why. You better than miss Cecil. Edward tells him they wanted the crystal and they killed everyone to get it. Everyone except for Edward here, who was saved by his loved ones as they tore through the castle, firing arrows and stuff. And Teller comes to the realisation that Anna loved Edward so much that she protected him and gave her life for his. Anna passes away and Teller has a new focus to take revenge on Golbez. And then he chuffs off out of the party, leaving Cecil with the emotional fallout. Good on you, buddy. I would have probably done the same thing. Ooh, this looks like it's getting a bit hairy, a little bit too emotional for me. Not very good at this. I'm going to go kill the guy that killed my my daughter. So yeah, I'm off. See you later. Lydia jumps on him there and tells Edward to stop crying. She lost her mum, but she doesn't cry anymore. He's a grown-up and he shouldn't cry either. I mean, fine, because this guy is proper annoying. But guys, if you need to cry, then just do it. Men need to be more open and honest with their feelings and shouldn't feel the need to keep things locked up. Anyone for that matter. If you're having a tough time, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Edward refuses this notion and wants to stay with Anna. Then Cecil slaps him. Oh my god, Cecil. He tells him to sort himself out because he is now the rightful ruler of Damsayan and he needs to start acting like it. He goes on to ask Edward for his help getting the sand ruby. Listen mate, sorry about the fucking physical abuse I just threw you away there. But listen to me, I need a sand ruby. Yeah, could you pull yourself together enough to come and help me get that? Then I could just leave you here. Realising that Cecil loves Rosa as he did Anna, he tells us that the sand ruby can be found to the east. It's created when an antlion, antlion? Ant learn. Ant lie on. Lays its eggs. It's made from the fluids. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Very nice. Edward gives us a hovercraft, which appears when we leave the ruined castle. We can use it to cross shallow waters. He then joins our party. But before leaving, he says his goodbyes to Anna, who flashes out of existence. I pop back into the castle to heal up using some pots that are in here. Edward's only level 5 but I carry on to the next cave anyway. 
I build my new hovercraft and start searching the world map for the entrance to the cave. On my search I come across Mount Hobbs but I can't go any further because the path is blocked by ice. I find an end to the cave that I've been looking for and start making my way through. On our way we get into a fight with four yellow jellies. Just like their cousins, the red mooses, they kill both Cecil's friends and Cecil has to chip away at their health to take them down. I actually decide here not to bother using my phoenix downs on them because if I'm going to run into a bunch of these mooses then I may as well just keep Cecil at full health and save on items basically. I do come across another four yellow jellies and they take Cecil down to 16 health before the battle is over. Flans and things like this are always going to be a nightmare during these playthroughs. Anything resistant to physical attacks is going to be a headache. I get to a restroom and decide to bring everyone back to life and full health and then I save and then head on. When we get to the room with San Rubian, Edward reassures us that these creatures are tame and they won't attack humans before taking the San Ruby and getting attacked immediately. Cecil and Rydia jump in to save him. After the battle, we grab San Ruby and then it's back to Rosa. I tried to use Rydia's warp spell to get us out of here quicker so I don't have to fight any more jellies, but the spell seems to get confused and doesn't work properly. It keeps warping us between two floors. Instead, I use an emergency exit that I picked up earlier on. Once on the world map, I hop onto my hovercraft and go with some shallow water to get back to Capo. When I get there, I rest at the inn and I get healed up. And then I stock up on some supplies and go to see Rosa. Using the Sam Ruby, we cure her and she wakes up. She is over the moon to see Cecil because she was told that it died in the earthquake earlier. Cecil apologises to her for putting her through that and proceeds to ask who Goldbears is. I've got a feeling that he's a guy who's just going through his goals, living his best life. Another little joke, Goldbears, Gold, but you, you get it, Goldbears, yeah Goldbears, you get it, you understand, you, you know jokes, you know how jokes work. Shame I don't. Rosa explains that the king appointed him the new captain of the Red Wings, and she believes that Golbez is manipulating the king into getting the crystals. She goes on to explain that they have the water crystal, as we know, and now they're sure to go after the fire crystal of Damsayan. The wind crystal of Fabul and the earth crystal of Troya. Edward pipes up that they now have the fire crystal and Cecil introduces Edward and Rydia to Rosa. Rosa believes the wind crystal in Fabul is the next target. As she tries getting up, she begins to cough. <coughs> Cecil tells her to rest and that himself, Edward and Rydia will go to Fabul. Edward explains that the way to Fabul is through Mount Hobbs, but the way is blocked by a thick wall of ice. Rosa asks Redia if she can cast fire, but Redia says she can't before turning away. Bless her. This confuses Rosa because it's one of the most basic spells learned by young magic users. Then Rosa insists on coming to aid us as a white mage, and she joins the party. Welcome to the party, Rosa. Hope you have a lovely time. We then stay the night here. 
During the night, Edward is restless and gets up to sit by a small oasis in the middle of town. He begins playing his harp and is suddenly attacked by a Sahagin. During the battle, Anna's spirit shows up to support him during his solo fight. After the fight, she tells Edward that he must fight Golbez and not allow the remaining crystals to fall into his hands. Then she disappears, and this seemingly lights fire in Edward, although he's still a bit unsure of how to fight Golbez. The next morning, we all set out, but not before getting Rosa some new threads. I say that, but it's a bit of a failure because she's already got the best equipment money can buy. So, off I go to Mount Hobbs. It's just a short ride across some shallow water to get there, and I save outside when we do. When we enter, we walk up to the wall of ice, and Rosa asks Rydia to try using fire on it. But Rydia shies away from the request, and declines. This confuses Rosa, then Rydia tells her that she hates fire. Cecil, being the genius he is, surmises that this is because her hometown of Miss was burned down by fire. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Rosa approaches Rydia and tries to console her by saying that she's the only one who can cast a spell and if they can't get through this wall of ice, more people are going to suffer. Edward pleads with her to help and she finally caves into the peer pressure and uses fire to melt the ice. When we reach the summit, we find one of the bull's monks being attacked by monsters. He handles most of them himself until he faces off against a bomb, so we jump in to help out. After a fight, he introduces himself as Zhang, and he is indeed a monk of Fabul. Not just any old monk though, a high monk. He came to the mountain to train with his men, but they were all attacked and died. Cecil seemingly shrugs this off and tells him they have urgent news for the bull. Rosa butts in and says that an evil guy named Golbez is seeking the crystals and manipulating the King of Baron. She assumed that he orchestrated the monster attack that killed his men. Yang is concerned because there are only students in Fabilla present and they would be no match against Baron's forces. We offer up our help but Yang declines, saying that it doesn't concern us but he's shot down by Cecil who states that we all have a personal stake in this battle against Golbez. With this, Yang accepts and joins the party. Finally, another decent melee character. And a monk too, bloody love me a monk. We get to the bull castle and on the journey there were two deaths and I couldn't be bothered to resurrect either of them. It was Yang and Edward. So I actually played this months ago and I have no idea why I didn't resurrect Yang. Like what is wrong with me? Once inside, I head for the inn to rest and then I go about doing some shopping. Yang came equipped with a fire claw, so I buy some ice ones and some lightning ones and another fire one. Um, this is to use against the elemental enemies I come across. Uh, looking at you, flans and jellies. For Cecil, I pick up a new set of demon armour. Yeah, that's right. Edgy as, mate. Edgy as. Well, I was... A young boy, my father, I didn't know my father, the king took me in. Then, talking to kings, I'm going to go see him. We urge the king here to bolster their defences because we're certain that Baron is come to take the crystal. The king asks Yang if we could be trusted and Yang tells him we can and we helped on Mount Hobbs. 
It is only when Edward steps forward and tells the king of Damsion's fate that the king listens and orders Yang to mobilise his men for battle. We are then asked if we'll help defend the bull. We say yes. Rosa and Rydia are to aid the medics whilst Cecil, Edward and Yang protect the main gate. Before leaving the king's room, Cecil asks Rydia to take care of Rosa for him. Then the attack begins. I hope you enjoyed that. After the first battle, the Red Wings start bombing the castle, so we're forced to retreat inside. After a second battle, we're forced to fall back again. Cecil tells everyone that we are to hold the monsters here because the Royal Chamber is behind us. The King has been taken to a safe place along with the women and children. After another battle, we're forced back into the throne room. Here, Yang says that we have to hold this ground due to the crystal being in the next room. He has locked the door. But then the final soldier with us unlocks the door. He's only going to let all the enemies flood in, Annie. As we're forced back into the crystal room, Edward trips over and we have to fight more enemies to rescue him before making it into the crystal room. Once there, Kane turns up and Cecil is happy to see that he still lives. Cecil asks for his help in the fight and Kane replies, Indeed, you are ready to face me, Cecil. What a shocking turn of events. Kane absolutely annihilates me in the fight, but that's fine because he was meant to. Cecil realises that Kane must be under some sort of spell enacted by Golbez. Kane asks Cecil if he has any final words, then Yang steps in to stop him, but Rosa rushes in and shows that she is thoroughly disappointed in Kane. A mysterious voice asks Kane why he is hesitating. And it's Golbez! Golbez, my man, you're here! He uses magic to shove everyone to the side and orders Kane to take the crystal. Rosa tries to step in and stop Kane. Realising that Cecil cares for Rosa, Golbez decides to take her to raise the stakes and then leaves the room. Kane grabs Crystal and promises Cecil that next time he won't be so lucky before following like a good little lapdog. He's a good boy. 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 Redia casts cure and heals everyone up. When the party seem to be at their lowest, it's Redia who tries to rally them. Tell him then they have to get the crystal back and Rosa too. Edward, of all people, agrees with her and claims that there is no time for moping. Then they all agree to assist Cecil in doing the task. Back in the throne room, there's a switch that opens a hidden door leading to a chest containing Deem Shield for Cecil. A man here tells us that the king is resting in his quarters due to injuries suffered during the attack, so we go to see him. He tells us to rest at the inn, so king's orders I guess. At the end, the party discuss how they're going to take on gold bears. Cecil thinks that we need an airship, but Baron is the only kingdom that makes them. Yang suggests we steal one from them. Cecil then suggests slipping in by boat due to the lack of naval forces in Baron. Yang is going to ask for king for a boat in the morning. 
Just before we retired to bed, Yang asks who the dragoon was. Cecil tells him it was Kane, and they used to be friends, but he isn't so sure anymore. Oh my god, really Kane? When morning breaks, we find ourselves automatically in the king's chambers. The king believes that we could take on gold bears and reclaim the crystals before the world is thrust into chaos. He gives us a boat and Cecil a sword called Deathbringer. Deathbringer. It was used by a dark knight who came to the bull a long time ago. And he just happened to leave it here, I guess. Just sort of left his sword laying around. We leave Fubble and now we're finally back on the world map. I make a save and board the ship. A little cutscene plays out that doesn't really have anything to do with the story before we set sail for Baron automatically. During our voyage, Yang asks what the plan is when we arrive at Baron. Cecil says we have to find Sid first. A little further into the voyage and the boat starts rocking and Leviathan, the king of sea, emerges from a whirlpool. Rydia falls overboard and Yang jumps in after her. Edward is knocked out and the whole boat is sucked into a whirlpool. Cecil wakes up, alone, on a beach. He calls for his party, but there's no reply. And that'll be for next time. So, thanks for joining me today. Once again, I'm really sorry that real life stuff got in the way of me releasing these weekly, like I really wanted to do. Um, I'm doing the script version for this season. Next season, I'm going to go back to playing and speaking at the same time it's just a lot easier until that let me know what you think um you can find me at select attack uh you can email me at attack on ff at hotmail.com all the stuff is in the in the note things below um so yeah thanks um yeah, this was, this was fun to do again. I'm sorry if it was a bit rambly. I'm a little bit tired still. Uh, and I'm very pleased that I've finally got a day off. So, have a good week and I'll catch you next time.